The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. Now there are three hundred and seventy-five thousand vehicles on the road today without a valid NCT all down to a backlog that's been facing the NCT service since the start of the pandemic. The operators of the test along with the Road Safety Authority were before an Oireachtas Transport Committee this afternoon to answer questions around these delays and more. Our reporter Mairead Cleary was following proceedings. Mairead, what have we learned? Well, we've learned a lot more about how the whole process works when it comes to NCTs and why they just can't seem to get ahead of these delays. So Aplos is the company that runs the service. Um, its director, Mark Sinnott, told TDs and senators at the committee that it comes down to a mixture, really, of staffing issues and building demand. So last year, they said there was 1.5 million cars due for their NCT. So that equates to about an extra month's work for the testers. Now, why was that demand there? Well, Mark Sinnott, again, pointed to things like the fact there's fewer new cars entering the market and that the delays from COVID are still lingering on. But the real issue, I believe, is staffing. So Aplos says there's a chronic shortage of mechanics in the country. Um, You know, 113 vehicle inspectors left the industry last year. It's a 19% turnover. Um, You know, people left for better pay. There's offers in pharmaceutical companies. And really, you know, they just failed to attract people in Ireland into these jobs. So they actually went abroad. So they went to Spain, they employed around 20 people from there and then they actually did a recruitment drive over in the Philippines where they recruited 44 people. You know, like it sounds like there's a a number of issues contributing to it but Mm. Fianna Fáil TD James O'Connor said and put it to Mr Sinnott that you know, maybe the culture of the company is one of the things that's stopping mechanics in Ireland from joining these NCT centres. Some many people who work within the NCT system have come to me over the last couple of weeks. Some of them don't have very positive things to say about your company. I'll give you one example here that uh, the company cancelled Christmas party one year and offered the staff a tenner for Christmas lunch. So Tell me about that. Yeah, so last year was uh, a very tough year financially. Uh, and unfortunately, I had to make the decision that we could not sponsor a significant Christmas party. We did, however, sponsor a Christmas lunch for, for staff. A tenner? Yes. You wouldn't go into a filling station and buy a wrap and a bottle of Coke for that, you know that? Uh, nonetheless, the, the financial situation that the company faced You went all the way to the Philippines to find staff. Yes, we have uh, done our very best to find capacity. And, and you and don't have an issue looking after your current employees? I think that we have to view a, a Christmas party as a, uh, it's a discretionary spend. Mm. And last year, as I said, it was very, very tough financially. You know, from treating employees is obviously incredibly important. And, you know, you you spoke of the great resignation, which is obviously something that's impacted many parts of the commercial world and indeed within the state. But what did come from that is that many people realised that there is an important role to treat employees with respect, with dignity and to look after employees. All right, that was the Fianna Fáil TD, James O'Connor, uh, questioning Mark Sinnott from Aplos. I'm, I, there's an argument, Mairead, that you're just better off give nothing than give a tenner. Like yeah. a tenner, uh, like, you're, you know, you're worth a tenner to me. A tenner is a bit of an insult. Isn't it? Yeah. And just say we can't afford anything. <laughs> and just say it's an allowance for Christmas lunch, you'd be doing very well to get, you know, a ham and turkey sandwich for a tenner. Yeah, Mark Sinnott, <laughs> you add a bottle of fizzy pop to it and suddenly you're, you know, the budget's bust. Anyway, um, <laughs> when it comes to the delays, uh, what is going to be done about them? Well, the recruitment process that was referred to there is continuing at the minute um, and Apple's actually claimed that they are slowly but surely getting ahead of it. They say that no one has actually fallen below the 28 day wait period for their NCT test and um, the current wait they say is 25.8 days which might be surprising for people 
who are waiting for a test mm. and can only see options available for them in the autumn in some cases. Um, but they say that a lot of people get the test through the cancellation list. You know, there's 3,500 people whose tests are scheduled and they don't go ahead each week. So two and a half thousand don't show up and 1,500 they estimate cancel just a few days before. So a lot of slots do open up last minute and 100% of those slots are filled. Um, so they don't. nothing actually goes to waste. Atlas meets actually every week with the road Safety Authority and the Department of Transport and they discuss the NCTs. Um, the Chief Operations Officer with the RSA told the committee there that the sanctions might be placed on APLUS if these delays do persist. Mr Sinnott is fully aware of the pressure that's coming um, on APLUS from ourselves. In relation to non-performance there is at the moment a series of um, service credits that are pending with APLUS Um, in relation to the non-performance of certain SLAs, particularly around the waiting time. Um, APLUS and the RSA um, are at odds in relation to the interpretation of those, and we are engaged in, I would probably fairly describe it as very robust discussions um, at the moment, and we will uh, be having a face-to-face meeting with APLUS and their management from Spain um, in February Um, again, to try and escalate, to try and resolve the issue and to ensure that from the RSA's perspective that we are satisfied. All right, that was Brendan Walsh from the RSA before that uh, uh, Oireachtas committee. So what else came up uh, in the meeting besides the NCT? The other big issue of the day was the delays in driving tests. So the aim really is that no learners should be waiting more than 10 weeks for their test after applying. But right now, the current wait is 19 weeks. So people are basically waiting double the amount they should be. Um, You know, one of the issues identified was that many driving testers aren't being offered full-time permanent contracts. They're getting temporary ones and then being let go. And there's also growing demand for testers. They say they've put on under so much pressure uh, because more people actually want their licence. Brendan Walsh from the RSA explained that situation. Where we are now in, in relation to driving and why this has happened, there are a couple of points. The first one is there has been a 36% increase in the number of people who are actually applying to have a driving test. Other data that we now see shows that over the last four years, there's now been an increase to where we are now, 61% in the number of people who are under driver training. So they're going through the process of becoming a driver. Most recently, as well, we also looked into this on an age-by-age basis. It was the first time we were able to do this, and it somewhat goes back to Deputy Crow's point. By far the biggest increase that we see is in the cohort of individuals aged 17 to 20, and also from 30 to 39, where we see in the 17 to 20-year-old increase above the previous four years, we see a 48% increase in the number of people who are actively on that journey um, to require a, a license. That's driven by a number of, number of situations. The younger cohort, we believe, has really been driven by the fact that housing in metro areas is very, very difficult. So a lot of people, including some of my own colleagues' children, they are now driving to college on a daily basis rather than actually um, able to secure accommodation. We also believe that the growth we're seeing in that 30 to 39 age group is actually a direct result of what we saw during COVID, where a lot of people decentralised. 
All right, that was Brendan Walsh from the RSA. Before that, Oroctus uh, Committee today, Marie Cleary, thank you very much for that. Des and Gorey says, four-year-old cars uh, don't need to be NCT'd. Push it out to six and it would free up some slots. Somebody else makes the point that they do annual tests for every car over 10 years and if they can't cope, they should revert temporarily to a two-year test for everything over 10 years. And Maria makes a point that we've made on this show before. She says, in relation to NCTs, a good option to clear the waiting list would be to allow retesting to be for a full year, i.e. if you had an NCT due in March, give people a full year until the next test from the date of test, not from the date that your last NCT expired. Maria, I am absolutely behind you on that. I've said it here before. If you pass a test that is meant to determine that your car is roadworthy for 12 months today, the idea that that then gets backdated six months because that's when the computer says your test was due. Seems absolutely farcical, particularly when we have this backlog. I understand if everything was working smoothly, it would be a recipe for people maybe not to get the test when it was due and take their chances for a little bit longer. But when we have the backlog, it strikes me as an obvious way to clear it. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from four on News Talk.